Marcel Waldman joins Steph and I on the podcast today to discuss her company and tool, Feelinks. Feelinks is an intentional tool related to social and emotional learning for young children. We talk about emotional intelligence, how emotional intelligence builds responsible decision-making, self-awareness, social awareness, and empathy. We also dig into what feelings is and how it can be used in a variety of ways or explicitly as directed and why it is so critical and important to have feelings conversations with your learners. We get to continue the conversation with her on Patreon, where we discuss more of how parents can use her tool and rules about the journal component and how to create rules to help learners or kids who are feeling particularly vulnerable. Marcel has also been gracious enough to offer our audience 10% off feelings. So if you're interested, go to the show notes and the 10% off code is learn smarter. If you have not joined us yet on Patreon, please do that. All the information is also in the show notes, but you can go to www.patreon.com slash learn smarter podcast. And for $5 a month, you can listen to our extended conversation with Marcel and many of the other amazing interviews that we have done over the years that you can only listen to through Patreon. Now let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 164 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we're really excited to have Marcel Waldman with us. Hi, Marcel. Hi, how are you ladies today? Good, Marcel. Good. Yeah, Marcel has my feelings, which is what she's going to tell us about today. And it's really cool. So we're so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. We're excited to talk to you. So why don't we go ahead and dig right in? And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and who you do it for? Okay, great. So again, I'm Marcel Waldman, and I have an education degree, and I actually taught kindergarten for eight years, and then went on to teach my own child, because that's kind of what fit for our family. And I went on to teach preschool, where I taught pre-K, and I actually directed at the preschool. And after that, decided that it was time to spend a little time at home, and I was able to start creating feelings, which didn't quite have a name when I began, but I really wanted to create an intentional tool that was related to social emotional learning for young children. And so I have been able to dig deep into my passion and launch my little resource here. So that's kind of where I'm at now and, you know, been home homeschooling children over a year now. (laughs) (laughs) How is that going? When this all started, our school district really didn't hop to getting the teachers going until about six weeks in after our schools were closed. So I took all my bags of tricks from teaching and I literally homeschooled. I came up with lessons and fun things. I mean, I found like their math curriculum and downloaded all of that. But when it came to photography and cooking and outdoor stuff and tents in the yard and 
they're like, Mom, can we go back to that? Like, <laughs> no, because I need to work and I'm waiting on all my stuff to arrive so I can actually launch this product. And no, I don't have time to do this, but it's been a fun six weeks. Your teachers are online. How old are your kids? So my daughter, Stella, is a fifth grader. She just turned 11. So we're in those tween years. She's a pleasure. She's a good girl. And my son, Jack, is a third grader. He just turned nine. Everyone had spring birthdays. So yeah, we're just, you know, tugging along. They're still home. We chose to stay remote. I have a 93-year-old grandfather who means the world to us. And we just wanted to make sure when it was time that we could see him and spend time with him. And we've been able to do that in the last couple of weeks. So that's great. Feel really lucky. That's nice. That's great. We're home. <laughs> to segue, this is a really good time for a lot of kids that aren't understanding what's going on. And this is a new normal. A lot of kids can adjust and putting on a mask is no big deal. Yes. They've adjusted better than us in a lot of ways. Right? Yeah. But those who had already been in school, they all have feelings about not being in school. And I have had several kids that started to go back in the last couple of weeks that have been really excited. And then I had a couple who were a little bit hesitant. Oh, I have to get up and I have to go to school and they won't let us play and they won't let us eat and they won't let us do anything and it's not fun. And mm -hmm. so there was a lot of sort of sadness around the loss of what school used to be. But I have a kid that literally went back every day starting last week and she was one of the ones that was, oh, I don't want to go. And I said to her, how is it going to school again towards the end of last week? And she said, I love it. And I said, so it's okay that you can't do all the same things? And she said, yeah, because it's just fun being there and seeing my friends. And I thought, uh, ah, it's so important. Yeah, exactly. So I think what you've created here is also really good for the kids right now that, you know, are trying to understand a lot of the stuff that's going on and seeing what their parents are feeling too. Yes. I had. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about how this whole thing started, how your journey started, and how you got to create like a toy, yet a game, yet a stuffed animal journal thing. It's like a, a little bit of everything. It is a little bit of everything. So I think I'll just take you all the way back to kind of my why and where this came from. And it really started, you know, I was a child growing up with a brother in a single family home with our mom. And we lived in an area where we didn't really feel like we fit in so well to kind of the higher socioeconomic community around us. And it wasn't until, you know, a little later when you're a little older, maybe in your middle school and high school years, do you really kind of feel that more? And our mom was really in survival mode, like working, feeding us, clothing us, and kind of the day-to-day. -day. And, you know, our house had some challenges and there wasn't a lot of easy to it. We had a whole lot of love and expectations as children that were living in a home that needed to, you know, help out. We didn't get money for, you know, helping out. We had to do it all. But I think for me, I can reflect back and had hoped that growing up, maybe my mom had some more tools to help us reflect on how we were feeling and how we were going through kind of a lot of emotions when we were younger like I said, growing up just in an area that we just felt really different. There were some mental health challenges in our home as well. 
looking back, wishing that maybe she had some tools that would have educated her as a parent too on how to help us. And then kind of moving forward a little bit on my why in creating feelings. As a teacher, I had all kinds of kids and all types of needs in my classroom. And I would say journals were a really big part of what I would turn to for kiddos in my class that had a harder time maybe expressing themselves or even to their parents at home. Sometimes I would say, grab a notebook, like let your child write it down. They're obviously experiencing some feelings that they're not able to express or talk to you about. So maybe using a journal would help. I often had parents come back to me and say, wow, like that really helped. And now we're starting to talk more about how my child is feeling about whatever it is, whether it be social situations or just getting up for school in the morning or getting on a bus, you know, just the things that we see day in and day out with our kiddos. We didn't have a social emotional like learning curriculum per se. So it was really just trying to find things that worked. I used a lot of social stories. I really found like a very deep connection teaching kindergarten with the social emotional learning piece. And then when I moved on to teach preschool, they didn't have a curriculum there. So I brought a curriculum in, you know, it was based around all sorts of social emotional learning. But the one deep piece that I felt really, really important again was sort of this, like, what are our emotions? What are other people's emotions? What are they telling us? And the preschool had had this great thing that they were already doing, which were these beanie babies. And they used beanie babies. They all had names. So Scared Scott was a ghost and Happy Harriet was the bright yellow bear. And the kids would pass their beanie babies around. And they would talk about how they were feeling. And, you know, we would try and give them vocabulary and talk more about feeling words and get them to be able to learn new words. So this was really a big focus of like the end of our day every day together. And I kind of took those pieces and thought, how can I create something that can be a tool to use at home, in therapy offices, in our schools. I have school counselors using this. So I created Feelings, which is a set of like four emotion dolls, really squishable and soft. They each have two sides. So there are a total of eight emotions. And then the journal is the second piece to it. And it is a place to express their emotions, learn new vocabulary, as I was saying. So I really just took all the pieces through my life that I was either tried and true as a teacher using, or again, reflecting on myself as a young child, wanting something for my own mom to be able to use with us. And that's really where this came from. So again, just a super important piece for me. And I knew that creating this tangible thing for children would be something that would really work for a lot of kids. And I'm getting feedback similarly to like what you were just saying with kids talking about school. Yeah. You know, I had a parent who said their child's facial expressions when they were talking about going back to school did not match what they were saying and what their words were. But when they came to their journal and they wrote it down, then they were able to talk more about how they were feeling and it wasn't all as happy as they thought they were feeling. They were able to express it differently. So those are my wows, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. You can check out her website and see these little round doll 
plushy, squishy things that I'm holding right now, actually. They're very soft and I like squishing them. And when I've had the kids in my practice, when I have them try, the kids were very into touching and holding and squishing and like checking out all the emotions and what they were and talking about the words that go along with it. And, you know, you've got these bright colors and got this happy one that's bright yellow and just listening to one of my clients just sort of talk and like put her fingers over it while she was talking. She was like going back and forth, rubbing it, you know, and I was sitting there thinking, wow, this is exactly, you know, it's like a talking stick sort of, Mm. but it's like this soft thing that you can play with that the kids really like, you know, and she had them all spread out in front of her. It was very cute. She was like looking at each side. So I'm interested to know who is it intended for? Where did you like age group, parents, kids, et cetera? One thing that was really important to me when I was choosing to do this was that It could be picked up by anyone and you don't have to have our background and knowledge to know what to do with it. So in the beginning of the journal, it really tells a caretaker, a parent, someone who might not really know kind of the big overarching concept here is called emotional intelligence. So just being able to be more knowledgeable and self-aware about how we're feeling, how other people are feeling, how to manage those emotions. So in the beginning of the journal, it really has a lot of information just, you know, simplified to say, here's what you can do with this and here's who it's for. And this is kind of the why for it. So not just leaving you high and dry, you get it. And now what do I do with all this? So it's very explicit in kind of what to do. I really see these dolls, because they're considered a toy, they've been toy tested for ages zero plus you can use the little emotion dolls with any age. So to me, it's like any age, you can talk about feelings. You should do it from right in the beginning. I mean, babies are looking at our faces. They're seeing how we react, that we are watching our own children do that. So the dolls can be used at any age. But I would say like the set together is really kind of that pre-K, like four and up, kind of through like elementary age, probably not much higher than that in terms of what's inside of it. A lot of space for drawing, you know, it lays flat, which is really nice for children. It has really ample space inside and there's drawing space, there's writing space. Not all children like to write. Not all children are able to write and that's okay. There's no have to's, but it's a tool that has all different kinds of modalities, however it works. And I also have seen non-communicative children be able to use this as well and being able to show how they're feeling using the dolls or their drawing or writing inside the journal as well. So I would say this is intended really for kind of that pre-K age through elementary. It is intended for all children of all different abilities and a great communication tool, like I said, whether they are able to verbally or non-verbally communicate, this tool has worked for families. I have counselors using it in schools. I have some play therapy offices using it, some educational therapists using it. There are a few autism centers that have started using it as well. Yeah, so everything is really meant for being able to be used in all types of settings. I don't know that I shared this with you before we hit record, but my background is also in pre-K. I taught pre-K for probably 
Okay. Eight or nine years. Okay. As I'm like looking through the book and looking at the, I'm going to call them lovies because that's what I would call them, but, or the feelings, because they look like little emoji dolls. That's really what they look like. Yes. One of the things we always say, kids are having feelings, but they don't know what they are. And so even Steph, when you were telling the story of like, okay, she had all her options in front of her. That is such a relief to some kids who like, don't even know what their choices of feelings are and labeling it because then once it's become labeled as I am feeling angry, then we can work through it and we can model sort of how to process it. And it allows for the adults to do the teaching slash parenting slash coaching in it. So I could really see how valuable this tool would have been with kids who I would always say, you know, the kids who needed a little extra love when I was teaching pre-K or the kids who had really big feelings. I mean, even now my husband and I are like, someone's having big feelings today between the two of us, you know? (laughs) So like feelings are often discussed in our home, but I know that that's not necessarily true in a lot of families where sometimes feelings can even be uncomfortable for parents. So if it's an uncomfortable thing for the adult in the home, this is a great access point for them too. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and I think to add to that, I think we're hearing a lot more about, you know, being able to be okay with the fact that we are or our children are feeling their feelings. Mm -hmm. We want to go in and be the rescuers often as the parent or the teacher, but really letting the children kind of feel frustrated with someone stealing the toy or feel frustrated that they can't tie their shoe correctly or being angry that they didn't get the ice cream they wanted. If we keep rescuing that, then we don't know how to help them later know how to manage that anger. And so then they're going to maybe choose ways that are not the best. So when I'm angry, I need to learn how to manage it appropriately instead of making behavior choices that are not going to be good for me now, nor will they be good for me later in life. And we as adults now need to remember that not only do we need to be focusing on it for ourselves, but that we have to and can teach our children. And so it is learned. They're not just born. Maybe they're born like a loud noise scares them, right? But as they progress and they get a little bit older, like what do we do when something scares us? And mom or dad or someone may not be there to give you that hug right then. So if I'm not with that person, what do I do? And so teaching them those skills and being able to get them to express themselves, understand how they're feeling, as you said, label it. Like, what is it? Is it sad or is it grief? Is it, you know, what is it? And so teaching that vocabulary is so important. And that's why in the journal, I have words to grow on for each of these kind of, I call them the core feelings. So we feel other things, right? Maybe it's happy, but maybe I'm feeling grateful. And how complicated it can be that you can be feeling two emotions at the same time. If you've ever, yes, I remember one of my best friend's kids' birthdays, I started crying because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're yeah. X amount years old. And he looked at me, he's like, but why are you sad? I'm like, oh, yeah. That's a really good question. I'm having two feelings at the same time. I'm sad because you're growing, but I'm happy because you're growing. Yes. I have liked you really small, but I like you bigger now too. Yes. And he walked away. He's like, okay, 
two family. Like I could see him like processing the option that he could have more than one emotion at the same time. And it's also so critical. I'll just add to do this type of work not in the heightened emotion of the uncomfortable feelings. Yes. When the kid is angry, it totally makes sense to pull out the plushies, the dolls, and say, okay, point to which ones you're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. But it might take a minute for the kid to calm down or the grown up to calm down and be able to have that reasonable, rational conversation with them about it. And the other thing I wanted to say is that on each of the plush dolls, I have one little kiddo calls them her pillows. Mm. <laughs> you can just name them what you want. Yeah. But they each have these, I call them touch points on the head, the heart, and the belly. And they look the same on each doll. And it really is being able to kind of figure out which one, right? Like, what is my belly feeling like right now? What's my heart doing? What's my head feeling like? Because we feel our emotions throughout our bodies. And so teaching our, love that. our little ones what am I feeling and how does it feel in my body when I feel happy or calm or excited? You know, like those are all really important things for them to tune into and for us to tune into to our kiddos, right? So we don't want to dismiss it. We need to get deeper into it to really tune in and understand and validate that our kids are having feelings. Like I heard a little kiddo in the bathroom. I was in a restroom the other day, public, my goodness at a baseball field. But anyway, you know, and the kiddo was like, scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, you know. And well, he was scared, I think, of the flush. And the mom's like, oh, no, you're not scared, you're fine. And it's like, no, but let's talk about the fact that, yeah, that is loud. That is scary. I could see why that would feel scary to you. But when we go, we have to flush and, you know, talk to them about it. Like, it's okay that the child feels scared. He sounded like he was probably like three or four. I don't, they were in another stall, but... Anyway, just that we pay attention to that. We tune in. I feel angry. I get frustrated. My kids see it and I'm modeling it for them too. I'm also modeling behavior that's not great. And I tell them, (laughs) right? Because you're human. (laughs) I should not have just yelled, no, I should not have done that. But I did because exactly, I'm human. And I think it's good for our kids to be able to see that sometimes we're modeling it well, and other times we're not, and it's okay to tell them when we're not, but you know, we are their role models and we are their constant and it's important for them to recognize that we also feel difficult emotions and positive emotions and model for them what that looks like. So you mentioned this already and sort of quickly, but I wanted to go back and talk about it a little bit more. Defining emotional intelligence, it's not necessarily something We talk about a huge amount on the podcast, but it's so critical and it's so critical to understand it when it relates to learning too. So I would love for you to give a little bit more of an explanation of it. Okay. So in a nutshell, I would say emotional intelligence really is understanding, labeling, and managing our feelings, but also being able to know and understand how others are feeling. And I noticed that you talk a lot about, you know, kind of the executive functions. And one thing that I have done a lot of kind of deep dive into with that is that self-awareness. Self-awareness is really like understanding ourselves, which goes along with like, how am I feeling and how are others feeling? And building social relationships 
and building that social awareness, when we are feeling heightened feelings and we know how to better manage those feelings, people probably want to be around us a little bit more, right? And they want to build relationships with us and they want to play a game with us. But if that base, like you guys speak a lot about with that executive functioning piece, like if we're not able to play a game well with someone, how do I follow the rules? How do I respond when someone's maybe not playing it the way I would like them to, or they're not following the rules appropriately and I'm frustrated? What do I do with those feelings, right? So that's like that social emotional learning piece on top of that is just What do I do with the emotions that I'm feeling? Because I want to build relationships with people. I want to make my friends. I want to feel comfortable at school to ask questions, whatever it may be. So there are some main key pieces that emotional intelligence helps build. And that is self-awareness, like I said. Also those social relationships, which... The other piece of that is responsible decision-making. So being able to think about what we're going to do and being able to make better decisions on how to do them. Social awareness, empathy, right? That's a really big one, you know? So if we have better knowledge and understanding of how we're feeling or how someone else is feeling, then we can show empathy for others. We can understand like a little bit of a walk in their shoes. They're not feeling so great today. Like what could I do maybe for that person or my friend to be helpful and to care for them? So again, emotional intelligence is really being able to have that self-awareness and understanding of ourselves, but also with others. And it's not always easy for us to read other people's cues and other people's facial expressions. And these are learned behaviors, right? Those don't just come. Those are things that need to be taught. Yeah. And I was going to add to that, giving them a label is definitely something that is important, like you said. But also, I wanted to talk a little bit about why the visual and also the feeling, the actual feeling of the feeling um, with having a doll is also part of this, like why you made it that way and why you found it successful and important? I would say, well, not only are we visually looking at the dolls and they kind of have their name, which is their feeling of themselves, but I also felt like if we could build the vocabulary on top of that too, then we're teaching more words and the more specific our children can get, whether it's with us as a parent, as a coach, or a aunt or uncle or whomever you are to that child, a teacher, then we are able to support them better. Because if we don't know how they're really feeling, like maybe they have a smile on their face, but maybe they're feeling embarrassed. Like they don't know how, you know, so are you reading that they're embarrassed because they're smiling or are they able to tell you like, I'm feeling embarrassed right now, you know? And now what do we do with that? Are they going to go hide behind you? Or are we going to manage the emotion? Like, what does it look like? And so the more we can get our children in any of these settings to tell us specifically how they're feeling, which they can only do that if we teach them those labels and those words, then we can support them better with whatever it is that they need. And I know like in our family, communication 
it is key, right? Like we talk all the time about this stuff and no, we don't get it right all the time, but we do talk about it a lot. And so it is something that our family does well, but we definitely have our struggles. But if my children are able to tell me better how they're doing and how they're feeling about things, like we talked about going back to school, my daughter went to this concurrent model where some of the kids are in the classroom and then she's at home watching them. That was really, really hard for her the first few days, you know, just being able to tell me that and express those feelings to me, like we have that comfort and that understanding that we share those things as a family. She also loves journals. So she loves writing things down. So kids have different ways of expressing themselves, but we have to give them the tools to do it. And we have to give them the words because otherwise they're not able to do it, whether they want to write it down or talk to you about it we have to give them the tools. So I really felt that something tangible, touchable and usable, you know, was so important. I think I was telling you guys before this, our pediatrician office has these sets in their office and they had a little guy in there, didn't really talk much, but they gave him the dolls and they were doing a procedure on them and they gave him the dolls and he was talking to the dolls, you know? So it gave him a level of comfort. So I think, I mean, what little person doesn't love these soft, cuddly little guys too, you know? So they have multi-purposes, I will say. <laughs> I mean, I like them and I'm an adult. I'm I sitting know. here touching it while we're talking. So and the journal is like bright and fun and, you know, non-threatening. Like there's a lot of fun pages, I call them that are kind of all related to feelings, all about weather and all of our mixed emotions. And there's some fun pages, but then there are 60, 60. I mean, how many days is it going to really take someone to fill 60 of them? But 60 full page spreads of this feeling page, non-threatening, doesn't change. It's super predictable. Like those are the things that our kiddos are looking for, right? Just like, okay, I learned how to fill this out. I know what to do. And today I'm going to try it by myself. Mm. I want to go fill this out. And then I want to show my parent or my counselor, whomever, you know? So I really wanted it to be very user kid friendly. <laughs> you did a good I job. So. You Thank really you. did. Thank you. So Marcel, we'd love to continue this conversation with you on Patreon. We want to talk a little bit about what parents should look for when they're using this tool and some other questions about privacy and stuff about this and what your thoughts are. So we're going to continue that conversation on Patreon. So if our audience is not with us yet on Patreon, go join us there. It's www.patreon.com slash learn smarter podcast for $5 a month. You get this extended conversation with Marcel, as well as all of our back content. But before we do that, Marcel, how can people connect with you? How can our audience get feel links? We just want to make sure they can get it. So great. So you can go directly to my website, which is myfeelinks.com. And that's F-E-E-L-L-I-N-K-S. And uh, if you go there, you can get the set together, which is the journal and the dolls, or you can also get additional journals, which are sold separately on their own as well. And we're going to go ahead and do a 10% off for anyone listening to the Learn Smarter 
podcast here. So 10% off with code learn smarter, all lowercase. And of course we've put that all in the show notes. Thanks for offering that to our audience. Cause we know this is a tool that they're really going to like Absolutely. and that we fully endorse too. So mm-hmm. we will continue the conversation over on Patreon, but for now, can you just do our signature sign off, which is have a great week, smarties. Yeah. Have a great week, smarties. Have a great week. <laughs> have a great week. <laughs>